Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. The window. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. But go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. Welcome to At the Window here on the Sports Grid TV Network. I am Sean Guasamacchia. It is September 11th, 2019. 18 years. After the terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center, the attacks on America, and just want to wish the best health to the first responders and thank them for everything that they've done, and hopefully they get the best health care possible going forward, because I know some of them are still suffering from a lot of you know what went down there on September 11th and the days after the aftermath with um, just the horrible events that occurred there 18 years ago. Today, hard to believe it's been 18 years, but I remember being scared. I was I was in Michigan at the time, going to school, and my roommate woke up early earlier than I did, and he was like, "Yeah, the World Trade Center's on fire." I'm like, "Yeah, right, whatever." You know, I, I didn't believe it at first, and unbelievable uh, just to, to to watch that unfold from afar. And you know, my family's in New York. You know, my, I have a huge extended family. My father's one of nine kids, and all my aunts and uncles are based around the New York area and worked at the World Trade Center. Um, so luckily, you know, they were safe and everything. But uh, yeah, I mean, boy, it's hard to believe, though. 18 years it's been. It's been that long. It seems like it was yesterday, actually. And um, just wanted to recognize the, the 18th year since uh, September 11th. So um, thoughts and prayers to the families that lost loved ones on that day. Um, let's talk some football. Antonio Brown's... Tough to make a transition, but we have to do it. Antonio Brown, the new news coming out, and it's, it's, not, it's not good. Um, he's charged with, in a civil suit, though, and that's not a criminal investigation yet, and there's news now that the Pittsburgh um, Attorney General will investigate uh, one of the accusations. Uh, Brittany Taylor, an ex-girlfriend or ex-former trainer of Antonio Brown's, has accused him of sexual assault and rape. Uh, in a civil lawsuit that was filed in Florida. Now, the rape occurred in Florida. All right, so the Pittsburgh AG is referring to uh, one of the three allegations, and it was a sexual assault allegations. Antonio Brown exposed himself in a bathroom and force, forcefully kissed her without her consent. That's the one that was in Pittsburgh of the three, and, and that's what the AG in Pittsburgh is investigating right now as we speak. So it could become a criminal investigation. But right now, it's a civil it's a civil lawsuit that, that was filed in Florida against Antonio Brown. Mark Maskey, who covers the NFL for the Washington Post, he uh, tweeted out and reported today the NFL is seriously considering putting Antonio Brown on the commissioner's exempt list, which means he will be paid, but he will not be allowed to practice or play for the New England Patriots. But that's serious consideration. Nothing has been finalized just yet, the Patriots take these allegations seriously. That's what their uh, statement that they released. The NFL is looking into it, as I just stated. And Antonio Brown has denied, through Drew Rosenhaus, these al- allegations. 
The one thing that's really telling was Drew Rosenhaus and how he said in an interview today in ESPN that you know they thought that these uh, charges were coming and they were going to fight them, right? The idea is that he knew that they were coming, Drew Rosenhaus and Antonio Brown. How long did he know? Did New England and the Patriots organization, did they know about these allegations before they signed them? You know, that's telling. It's just telling about what, what they knew and um, did they do their own background check? Did they do their own investigation? Seems unlikely if, from the New England Patriots perspective if they did know. I mean, how many days in advance did they know? That's one of the questions that I have. Also, the Patriots, right? Now, this is a civil case, right? And in the, the NFL will investigate, and the, and the NFL could suspend Antonio Brown with, without, you know, much, you know, it, it just if they think or that something may have occurred, as Pro Football Talk uh, put it, if something may have occurred between Antonio Brown and Brittany Taylor, uh, the alleged victim in this case, they could suspend him. That's all they need. That's all the threshold that they have to meet. The NFL has to meet and the commissioner has to meet. Those are the powers that he has under the CBA. So, in that case, how far do the Patriots take this, right? I mean, that's do the Patriots just outright release Antonio Brown? Will they put up with it? I mean, innocent until proven guilty, but do the Patriots need Antonio Brown? Do they need Antonio Brown to win? They won the Super Bowl without him last year. They looked mighty, mighty impressive against the Steelers without him. They do have Josh Gordon back now as well. Rob Gronkowski's tweeting and stuff like that, a possible return, people reading into his tweets and whatever. Um, we'll see, we'll see. But this is just another layer, another story in the Antonio Brown mess that's going on right now, now serious allegations. Um, and you read his tweets, uh, not his tweets, but his text messages to the alleged victim in this case. And I mean, I would read them to you, but they're hard to read. I mean, the, the grammar's awful, terrible. Um, but he admits to at least one of the allegations that she um, uh, alleged in the lawsuit that was filed in Florida. Now, people think it's just an extortion. Uh, that's what, what Antonio Brown um, kind of camp has alluded to. And just, she's just looking for a payday. We'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. They, were, they attended college together, well, Western Michigan together. So they've known each other for a long time. We'll see where it goes from here. But just another, like I said, another layer. Antonio Brown showed up to practice today. He's wearing the number one. He's wore the number 84 his whole career. Uh, however, Benjamin Watson has that number. And due to NFL rules, they cannot change numbers in season. But we'll see. I, there's some little wiggle room there. We'll see where it goes from, from here. If, in fact, Antonio Brown's not placed on the commissioner's exempt list. Stay tuned for that. We'll talk with Christopher Price from the Boston Globe. Covers the Patriots. He's covered the Patriots for many years. He was with the WEI Sports Radio before that, the sports radio station in Boston, and also wrote for their website. So Christopher Price knows the pulse of that team, knows the pulse of that organization and that city. We'll get his reaction coming up a, a little bit later on. But next, I'll have an Antonio Brown quiz that's next, or an NFL quiz, rather, uh, for Danny in the pit there and anyone else who's paying attention uh, listeners and viewers out there. And also, a little baseball. We'll get into a little baseball. Tigers beat the Yankees. Real un uh, big underdogs last night, 12-11. to 11. What does it look like for tonight? Sabathia on the hill for the Yankees. Hasn't pitched great against Matthew Boyd of the Tigers. Should you bet on that game? Should you take the Tigers once again? 
No, you shouldn't. But uh, I'll tell you what you should play. That's coming up next here on At The Window on the Sports Grid TV Network. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76, and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is Andro 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products, and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435 888-400-0435 andro400.com What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Fantasy Football Frenzy You got Hollywood Brown, Terry McLaurin, John Ross, John Brown, Randall Cobb, Danny Amendola, AJ Brown, AJ Brown, yes, DJ Chark, do 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 do, DJ Chark, do 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 do, DJ Chark, DJ Chark, DJ Chark, and that's the pickup of the week. Watch live weekdays, one to two p.m. Eastern on Sumo TV channel seven nineteen. Back here on At The Window on the Sports Grid TV Network, Zumo TV Channel 719. I am Sean Guasamaki. Talking about the Yankees-Tigers game, plus 280 you could have had going into the game. The Tigers against um, the Yanks last night. Of course, the Tigers, the worst team in baseball. Yankees, one of the best teams in baseball. And, of course, the Yankees open up a 6 nothing lead, and it's like, all right, here we go. They're going to coast. Well, 
they did not coast. They lost 12 to 11, as you know by now. And if you were lucky enough or gutsy enough or just willing to take a flyer on an underdog, a big underdog, probably won some good money yesterday with the Tigers in game. Let's fast forward to tonight's action. Yankees facing off, as I mentioned, against Matthew Boyd, left-hander for the Tigers, pitched well against the Yankees in April, 13 strikeouts, six and a third innings, uh, two earned runs. Let's get that. Uh, one earned run, rather. Pitched great. He won the decision. Uh, the Tigers won the game 2-1. All right. Sabathia's been awful. Uh, he's not going to go that far anyway, right, for the Yankees. On the money line, Yankees are minus 215. It's been as high as 230. It keeps... It's uh, sitting between minus 200 and minus 230. The Tigers are plus 186, not, not uh, as high as last night, with Matthew Boyd on the hill. One of their better pitchers, right? Uh, not great, four and a half ERA. But high strikeout guy, What was one of the highly coveted um, pitchers at the trade deadline. Yankees against left-handed pitching, 30 and 16 on the season. Yankees, one of the highest scoring teams in the league, 848 runs scored. The total I'm looking at is 10 right now. 10. I'd go over. That would be my play on this. I wouldn't touch the money line with the Yanks. Definitely not touching the run line. Um, Tigers, plus 186. They're just an awful team. I mean, even uh, with Yankees offense and and what have you, um, they should come come to play. Scored 11 runs yesterday. Tough break with Aaron Hicks out for the year, but um, taking a flyer on the Tigers, plus 186. It's not the, the worst thing in the world. You could do that um, two in a row. I think that's going to happen. I don't. I doubt that against the Yanks, but uh, tens of total. I definitely. I take the over in that game. All right, let's play a little quiz here. We're talking about Antonio Brown before we put it to bed. Danny and and Greg or whomever who is a big football fan will get them ready. Uh, you ready, Danny, for this quiz? You got thirty seconds. I can give you thirty seconds. You ready? Um. Uh, yeah. Let's go. All right. <laughs> let's see. Let's see how many you could get. All right. Antonio Brown is one of five active players in the NFL with 10,000 or more receiving yards. Can you name the other four players? Larry Fitz. Yep, that's one. Good job by you. Second all time, by the way, to Jerry Rice. 16,000 plus receiving yards. I mean, I'm tapping out after that, but I'm looking around the room and seeing if anybody else. No, I don't think anybody else is going to get this, right? All right, you got Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald, Antonio Brown. There's three others. Active players with 10,000 or more receiving yards in their careers. Uh, yeah, this is really hard. It's not that hard. Just think. Think about teams. Uh, what about Julio? Yep, Julio Jones is in there. He's, he has 10,700. Oh, Boom. Oh. Nice one. Julio Jones. That, that was Dave down here. That was not me. All right. Oh, it was well, Greg? Oh, it was Greg. I figured Greg would, would chime in on that one. Two more, two more. You're never going to get one of them. That's the point. Two more guys down here. (laughs) Active, active. 10,000 or more receiving yards. Active players. We have Larry Fitzgerald, Julio Jones, Antonio Browns. Two two more. Uh, Is Edelman? No, no. Edelman's not that. No. Edelman is not there. All right. here's Here's a hint. He had a big fantasy weekend this Sunday. This past Sunday. Big fantasy weekend. This player. Deshaun Jackson. Yes. Boom. All right. Can you name the last one of the active players? You're not going to get this guy. But yeah, you should. You should if you think about it. <laughs> 
everybody just keeps looking around the room waiting for somebody else to throw out something. No one. Did, come no, on, no Greg doesn't know this. Come Nobody's on, Greg. Nobody's it up. So that's the that we're we are all being fair. Like none of us are looking. That's I like that too. All right, Jason Witten. Yes, Jason Witten. Wow. Who got that? Who got that? That's tough. Who who got that down here? That was Dave. Dave got Dave. That one. Wow. So so Dave's the guy with these with these questions. All right, these quizzes. All right. Good, good job. Good job, Danny. All right. We'll try to uh, keep it to pop culture going forward and like music. I, I, I would appreciate that. <laughs> That's my wheel. Those are my wheelhouses. I know, I know, I know they are. All right, thank you very much. But yeah, Witten was a surprise on that list. I forgot about him. I forgot he's back playing for the Cowboys, but he'll go into the Hall of Fame once he retires. And interesting, he said that he still would would have uh, been back playing with the Cowboys even if he was a good broadcaster. I doubt that very much, but he did say that. I uh, just wanted to come back and play football. I, I doubt that very much. I think he was just panned awfully for his uh, broadcasting debut with Monday Night Football and ESPN. So he, he looked for a way out. I don't. I doubt he would have been back in that role. ESPN probably would have used him somewhere else. But he just he was just bland. Had no personality. He was just a dud, unfortunately. And I I've, I've said this last year, and I'll say it again. What were they thinking? Of course, I mean, he has no personality when you interview him post-game. Great leader, great football player. First ballot Hall of Famer. May, but shouldn't be, but he will be because he's a Dallas Cowboy and they love him and he's an Iron Man. I don't think he's missed a game. A, just a great career, no doubt about that. Uh, should not be a first ballot Hall of Famer. As a matter of fact, look up yards per, um, per catch, right? He's the lowest of all of the great players that are in that list of 10,000 or more receiving yards. He's, he's, he's the lowest at 10.8, all right? Per catch. Um, you know who's second lowest? Wes Welker at 11, by the way. So when you think of Wes Welker, you kind of think slot receiver, you know, these little dinks and dunks that Brady would throw to him uh, throughout his career and Peyton Manning for a couple of years. Uh, Witten beats him by point two, ten point eight. 10.8. But I digress. But Witten will be a first ballot Hall of Fame. I, I disagree that he would have come back um, in the booth with ESPN had he not returned to the pro football game. Enough about that. But speaking of the Cowboys, Demarcus Lawrence. I don't know. If, did you guys see this video? It's, it's making all the rounds on the social media um, world. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, after uh, the Cowboys-Giants games, was, was approached by a little kid. I don't know if we have the video. We can put it up. Was approached by a little, uh, not a little kid, a young kid. Here he is. Here he is in a Barkley jersey looking for an autograph. He gets turned down, and he says... Uh, Wrong jersey, son. Something like that. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence says to the kid and walks away. And the kid, uh, show that again. And the kid's like all, all depressed and what have you, having been denied by Demarcus Lawrence an autograph. One thing is, he is right. I mean, wear the right jersey. Look at this kid. He's a he's a uh, Barkley fan, and <laughs> he just, he, he's kind of rude, Demarcus Lawrence. But but I mean, the kid's not going to be. I, I know, poor kid. But you know, he'll get over it. Come on, toughen up, kid. Uh, people are just like really giving Lawrence hell for that, but um, wear the right jersey at least. Come on, you're not wear a Cowboys jersey. I, mean, I, I don't even know if the kid knows who who the player is. He just ah, athlete. I want to get these autographs, and autographs are not worth anything anyway. What, what if and if the father was egging him on too? You could see that. Um, why do people just uh, go out of their way to try to get autographs from their current football players? Like. Like, what's the big deal? First of all, you have no emotional attachments to these guys. They're just being nice and giving you an autograph. It doesn't mean anything. That's that's one thing. Secondly, it doesn't. It's not worth anything. I have a Lawrence Taylor autograph. I didn't get it. One of my family members got it for me. Um, 
I, you know, matter of fact, I don't even think I have it anymore. I, I could care less. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm not a, a Giants fan, so I, I know it's LT, but it scribbled on like loose leaf paper, uh, what have you, um, impromptu like autograph or whatever. Uh, it's not even worth much. So I, you know, don't don't worry, kid. You'll you'll be fine for it. You know what? You, you got to have thick skin in this world anyway. So you'll be better for that going through it. But uh, that's making the media rounds on social media. I wanted to get to that. Um, we're going to talk baseball. Jay Jaffe from FriendGraphs.com will join me, senior writer, formerly with Sports Illustrated. Kristen Yelich, done for the year, the reigning NL MVP. What does that mean? We'll look at some odds. The NL wildcard race, the AL wildcard race, we'll look at that. Uh, Yelich, done for the year for, with, with the Brewers. They're just one game back of the Cubs for the second NL wildcard. Uh, tough to imagine the Cubs going on a big losing streak here. I, I thought... A week and a half ago, it was over. The race was over. Nationals and Cubs in the National League. Um, No, it's a race, guys. It's a race. We'll break that down with Jay Jaffe and so much more. Baseball is on the docket next here on At the Window on the SportsGrid TV Network. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. 
What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The morning after. Tillman Fertitta uh, with us. How many years do you think we're away from having kiosk in an NBA arena for fans to be able to bet on a game in the arena? I don't think it'll be a kiosk in the arena. It's going to be on your phone. And you're going to be able to sit there watching a game and it's going to pop up. Who's going to score the next basket? If you can bet on every single play that's happening, think about how much fun that would be. Weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, Channel 719. This is At the Window on the Sports Grid TV Network. I am Sean Guasamaki talking baseball. And to do that, I welcome in my first guest for today's show. He is Jay Jaffe, at J underscore Jaffe. That's with two Fs and an E on Twitter. He, of course, senior writer for Fangraphs.com. Jay, always a pleasure. Welcome back to the show. Uh, a guy with a great mustache, even better than the one that I am trying to grow. So, uh, <laughs> always a pleasure, Jay. Uh, you're the original uh, mustache man. So, uh, I don't think I don't think I can uh, take credit for being the original. I mean, you know, we've got the seven, the 1970s A's uh, to to look to for for inspiration. That's here, true, but, uh, Raleigh Fingers. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I'm, I'm no Raleigh Fingers. No, but you um, have a better one than I do. I, I, as your your picture, <laughs> they have that up on the big screen here. Uh, Got a great mustache. Guy with a great mustache. All right, thank Jay. you. Uh, uh, Jay, you wrote about Mookie Betts' future. Uh, what do the numbers tell us? Because I would think it's a no-brainer for the Red Sox to sign this guy the, uh, to a big contract extension. No Don, uh, Dave Dombrowski right now. He was he resigned, I guess, is the official um, word. But uh, he's gone. He's out. They're going to replace him, obviously. But is it such a no-brainer to give him big, big, like Bryce Harper-type money? Well, you know, it's 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 not that uh, it's not that they don't want to give it to him. Uh, it's that he has said he's determined to test free agency, which he can hit uh, after next season, uh, and obviously that poses a risk because then you no longer have the inside track on him, uh, you know, to, to to sign him, and you're going to have to compete with other teams. Um, you know, and the reality is that uh, when you look at the Red Sox payroll situation, they're they're over the luxury tax threshold this year for the second straight year. Uh, they're going to be paying what is essentially a fifty percent surtax next year uh, for you know for for anything they're over. Uh, I guess I think the threshold is two hundred and six million. Um, they've just locked in Chris Sale and Xander Bogarts uh, into long term deals. Uh, there's a question as to whether J.D. Martinez is going to opt out or not, uh, and uh, um, you know, if so, they'll have a hole to fill there. Uh, they'll have a hole to fill with uh, Rick Porcello's departure, although obviously that leaves some money to play with. Um, you know, it's, it's, this is not not unlike the problem they had uh, back in 2012 when the Dodgers bailed them out uh, with uh, uh, that big uh, late season trade involving Carl Crawford and Adrian Gonzalez. Um, they just, you know, you, when you've got so many. Uh, uh, big contracts. You've got a lack of flexibility, and and you're bumping up against, uh, uh, you know, the payroll constraints, however artificial they are. When you're talking about an owner who's worth 2.7 billion dollars, <laughs> and you know, making money hand over fist anyway. Um, but it's it's just a complex set of, uh, uh, you know, moving parts uh, that that will determine whether the Sox keep him. Jay, why did they ultimately decide to move on from Dave Dombrowski just less than a year after the Red Sox win the World Series? You know, I think there. I think there. There. There are a number of things involved, but you know, I think the primary one is that Dombrowski, 
you know, he was kind of the aberration. When you look at the way the Red Sox have run things since uh, uh, they turned the reins over to Theo Epstein in, in, in uh, uh, I guess it's 2003, um, you know, they've been a very process-oriented organization using analytics, uh, kind of, uh, you know, ahead of the curve. Uh, Dombrowski doesn't, d- didn't really operate like that. He's much more of an old-school guy, much more of a win-now guy, traded a lot of guys away, made some, uh, you know, big swings and misses and, and, and some big hits. Uh, you know, when it came to uh, obtaining players, I mean, he did make the Chris Sale deal. He did yeah. uh, uh, make some other moves, but uh, uh, you know, the Pablo Sandoval and Hanley Ramirez contracts were also on his watch. And uh, uh, you know, he—I guess when they looked at the situation going forward, they—they they decided that he was not the best man uh, to lead them uh, into their next phase. Uh, you know, maybe feeling that uh, this current competitive core, um, you know, was—you know had enough uh, uh, areas that they needed to fix that he just wasn't the ideal person for that. Now, I've heard that behind the scenes there was some friction uh, and maybe some stuff that might come out uh, after his departure that could help explain it, but uh, you know, I think it's enough to say that for baseball reasons, uh, they did not think he was the architect for their future. I got you. Yeah, I was a surprised uh, that... Uh, he's no longer with the, the Red Sox when that news broke a couple of days ago. Uh, Jay, I don't remember your take, but uh, are you a big fan of the style of play in baseball uh, in 2019 with the home runs up, strikeouts are up, and the ball uh, not in play as much as it has been in the past? Uh, are you a big fan, and, and, will, and if not, uh, will this change going forward? Will baseball do something to change the way the, the game is played? Well, you know, I mean, I think the 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 appreciation of strikeouts and home runs uh, does have its roots in you know in, in uh, uh, the analytical movement in which I cut my teeth. But I think we've kind of reached uh, uh, extremes here uh, at at both ends, and I think it has uh, significantly compromised uh, the you know the aesthetics of the game right now. Um, what you know, the, the lack of balls in play, and and uh, you know what is essentially. Uh, uh, you know, a, a ridiculous preponderance of home runs. You know, the Twins uh, broke uh, the Yankees' team record, which, uh, <laughs> you know, had stood uh, for just a year. The Yankees' record, uh, they broke the Mariners' record, which was set in 1997. The Twins did this on the last day of August, or the last weekend of August. Amazing. Um, you know, with, you know with, with a month of the season to go, and that's... Uh, that's kind of ridiculous right there, and I think that tells you just about all you need to know. Yeah. Uh, I think it's this week uh, the uh, um, the uh, uh, Major League-wide home run record will be set or will be broken, uh, surpassing uh, 2017's total of something, something like 6,100 home runs. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing we've seen uh, I guess an 11 percent rise relative to 2017, and something like a 22 percent rise relative to last year. Wow. It's just it, that's ridiculous. It is. Um, you know, we 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 heard so much uh, about the you know the uh, uh, the need to clean up the game uh, during the uh, steroid era because the home run records, uh, you know, were part of the game's charm and continuity, and yet here we are. Uh, watching the record books get laid waste to again uh, in a slightly different way. We don't have the top end of of, of the uh, of the scale toppling in the same way. You know, the single season records aren't falling, but you know, we're seeing guys who 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 never hit in double digits before suddenly everybody's hitting twenty home runs. Um, so uh, you know, I think that's a problem. I think um, there are uh, more blowouts than ever before, or uh, you know, and, and and the game is not in a particularly healthy place right now. 
I agree, Jay. Talking with Jay Jaffe, senior writer for Fangraphs.com. Handicap the National League wildcard race. The Cubs, I, I thought a week and a half ago, looked like they were going to run away with the second wildcard with the Nationals uh, claiming the first spot. Now it's a race. I don't know what's going on with the Cubs. Hopefully you could explain what's going on with them. The Brewers are just one game back, but they lose Christian Yelich now for the year. Phillies two games back. Diamondbacks two and a half. And even the Mets still in it, just three games back of the second wild card. Can the Cubs hold on here, Jay, and hold on to the... You know, they've, they've got some significant injury problems. I'm actually writing about this for tomorrow. I, I put this behind the Yelich injury, which, which, which I learned about at, like, quarter of 11 last night, Eastern time yeah, it's here. Yeah, a tough break. Um, the, uh, the Cubs lo- just lost Javi Baez for the regular season yeah. due, to a, uh, due to a fractured thumb. Uh, they're also without Craig Kimbrell. Uh, they're going to be without uh, Ben Zobers probably for a couple days here after he fouled the pitch off of his leg. Um, you know they're they're banged up too, uh, and they have lost 15 of their last 29 games since uh, uh, since taking a three and a half game lead in the division, uh, dropping into that uh, second you know from from first place into the second wild card spot. Um, you know, and and uh, there's a crowd there. Uh, the Brewers have played very well uh, in September despite their own injuries. Uh, Keston Hiura. Uh, Mike Moustakis, even Ryan Braun, and now they've, they've lost Yelich for the season. Um, the Diamondbacks are, are, have, uh, uh, have inserted themselves in the race. Uh, the Phillies and the Mets haven't gone away. So it's a real pileup, and it's something uh, I'm tracking at, uh, uh, at, at Fangraphs in my uh, Team Entropy series, uh, where I look at the possibility of the need for tiebreakers at the end of the season and uh, uh, what I call rooting for chaos. Yeah, exactly. You you want it? I like it too. I mean, so they they would have a playing game, no, for for uh, to, to break yeah, those ties. Yeah, I mean, just you know, there there are numerous numerous scenarios uh, that could lead to play-in games. Um, you know, it's, some of them are more complicated than others. Obviously, last year we saw uh, both the NL Central and uh, NL West and the two wild card participants. We saw you know both two play two game one sixty three tiebreakers to determine. Uh, which teams got to move on to the division series and which had to go the wild card route? Um, mm. You know, and it was the Cubs and the Rockies going to the wild card game, and and the Cubs ultimately losing there. Um, you know, we've never seen two tiebreakers before. I'm hoping we get something like that again. Be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's. Uh, I, at the same time, I think that's sort of making the best out of a not great situation because we're talking about what is essentially a battle for the for the fifth best team. Uh, in the league, instead of focusing on on the powerhouses in the league, and and uh, um, you know when we're 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 really kind of uh, dealing with a lot more mediocrity there, but uh, uh, it does it does make for a, at least a fun follow. Jay, uh, you're the perfect person to ask this question. We have a little less than two minutes, though. Uh, Mike Trout, great year once again. I mean, hitting home runs like I I didn't expect him to get the fifty, but. You just explained the juice ball uh, in baseball, as I call it, at least. And so I guess we shouldn't uh, be so surprised by it. Um, right now, the Angels are 12 games under 500. Is he still going to be and going to get your vote for MVP in the American League? Yeah, he, w- he would. You know, I, he's, so far, he's so far beyond any other player in terms of what, he, what, you know, what, what he's done in the American League. Uh, so much more... Uh, uh, valuable in every phase of the game, or the combination of all all phases of the game. I can't really justify, uh, you know, giving giving the award anywhere else. I mean, he doesn't control who his teammates are. Um, you know, that's on the front office. That's on the other players. Um, he's doing uh, more to help the Angels 
uh, win than you know than than anybody else is doing for their team. I mean, I think you can make the case for for Yelich and and, and Bellinger in the National League, and maybe Yelich is probably the most vital player in the National League uh, to a team's playoff hopes, given where the Brewers are. But uh, um, you know, the, these guys don't control their teammates; they can only control how well they do. And, and I, I think that should be rewarded when you're talking about the MVP. How about DJ Lemayu? Does he have a serious chance uh, to to? Uh, we only have 15, 20 seconds here to to. Rival? I, I don't see it. I mean, he's no. had a, he's had a really nice year. Come up really big for the Yankees. I expect him to get some support, but I can't see uh, you know the the gap between him and Trout being enough to 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 justify a vote. Thank you, Jay. Back right after this. Taylor's is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Someone is searching your name or business online. What will they find? Do you have negative search results online? Do you have false accusations, records from a legal situation, or bad press from your past? To reclaim your reputation, call 1-888-WE-DELETE or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. That's 1-888-933-3538 or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. If there is any negative information about you online, GuaranteedRemovals.com will permanently delete it for you. That's right, it is possible to remove negative content from the internet. And GuaranteeRemovals.com is the only company focusing on permanently deleting negative online content. We have successfully removed over 10,000 links, including news articles, arrest records, legal documents, business complaints, blogs, pictures, videos, and more. We offer a no-money-upfront guarantee. You don't pay until your online content is removed. Call 1-888-WE-DELETE to talk to our dedicated specialists who are here to assist you. That's 1-888-933-3538 or GuaranteedRemovals.com. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter Awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last for years. So call 800-869-5446 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-869-5446 now. That's 800-869-5446 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-869-5446 now. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. All right, back here on at the window. 
I was just reading an email, and I, I just I, I have to uh, publicize this. Uh, on the morning after, Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta, who was a guest uh, this week, actually this Tuesday, on the show via the phone, is going to join Gabe in studio next week, next Wednesday. How about that? All right, just breaking that right now. I'm sure Gabe Morenzi will have more info uh, on that tomorrow with Joe Ranieri on the morning after, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern time. They love the interview so much, and this is props to Gabe Morenzi and Joe Ranieri with their great questions. He's coming back and and going to join them in studio. That's going to be a lot of fun. That should be a a big treat for this network and and, uh, for... Uh, NBA fans out there and, and betting fans, uh, gambling fans out there as well. I mean, uh, Tillman uh, Fertitta owns um, casinos, casinos uh, in Vegas, uh, or did own casinos in, in Vegas, is, is very um, apt at uh, where the landscape is as far as uh, betting is concerned uh, around the country. Uh, he owns a bunch of uh, restaurants, all the Dos Caminos. He owns that restaurant. Uh, that's where he made uh, a lot of his money. Uh, so very, very uh, excited to, to see him uh Next Wednesday here in studio. So more of that, uh, I'm sure, uh, with Gabe Morenzi on Game Time Decisions. It's coming up at 5 p.m. Eastern time. But uh, just excited to read that. And uh, we'll get more into that as the days unfold. But now joining me, Christopher Price. He is the senior writer for the New England Patriots for the Boston Globe. Christopher, welcome to the show. appreciate you taking a couple minutes. It's my pleasure. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm sorry to keep you waiting there, but I uh, just had some breaking news and I uh, wanted to get that no out worries. there. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, you know the pulse of this organization, uh, the city. Uh, the Antonio Brown news, um, how did it hit the organization and, and, and what do you know now? Have you learned anything new about uh, what the Patriots may have known before signing Antonio Brown? What will go on from here as far as the New England Patriots are concerned with Antonio Brown? Well, there's a question of what did the Patriots know and when did they know it because Drew Rosenhaus today said that they were anticipating something like this. And then Rosenhaus later said, well, you know, I don't want to get into my conversations with the Patriots. And so at some point along the line, we know at least Rosenhaus knew that there was the possibility of something like this that was about to drop, whether it's true or not. Um, We heard a little bit from Bill Belichick today, and we heard a a statement actually from the Patriots last night, and I think that was also illustrative, in that they are basically saying we are going to let the league pursue this investigation. They're going to kind of step back, and they're going to let the league take the lead when it comes to this investigation. The feeling here is that at least in the short term, he might end up on the commissioner's exempt list, you know, the Greg Hardy, Adrian Peterson, while it all kind of plays out. Um, I don't know long-term what, you know, the really, you know, what's going to happen right now with Antonio Brown. We do know that he was on the field today. He was wearing number one during practice. He was in pads. And so at this point, they are acting as if he is going to play this Sunday against the, the Dolphins. But again, the long-term questions really rest with the league at this point. Would it surprise you if the Patriots decided not to play Antonio Brown week two, if in fact he is not placed on the commissioner's exemplist? Would it surprise you if the Patriots held him uh, back for week two against the Dolphins on their own? That's a great question. That's a great question because I think setting aside the real world 
implications of what's going on with Antonio Brown and the charges that have been levied against him. Um, you do need some time, at least the theory is you do need some time to learn how to get up to speed within this offense. He did not, you know, he did not take part obviously over the, you know, the training camp practices or the preseason with the Patriots. And so you know, knowing what we know about the New England passing game, the intricacies, what Tom Brady demands, what Josh McDaniels asks the receivers to do, it wouldn't be a surprise to see them, you know, at the very least have him go limited snaps uh, Sunday against the, the Dolphins. I, I, I don't think we're looking at a situation, basically bottom line, I don't think we're looking at a situation where we're going to see Antonio Brown go wire to wire against Miami. I think, again, setting aside, you know, everything that, that's going on off the field with him, uh, I, I think that they would be wise to kind of get him up to speed a little bit because, frankly, you know, and again, just look at this from a pure football perspective, based on what we saw from the Dolphins in week one, based on what we saw from the Patriots in week one, I don't know if there is a real sense of urgency to get Antonio Brown on the field here. I think that they would rather kind of ramp him up as opposed to kind of throwing him into the deep end of the pool. Chris, uh, how did he look in practice and, and what was the feeling amongst his teammates uh, of how long it might take Antonio Brown to to get uh, used to the, this new system, as you put it, and, and get used to the route tree and what have you, and, and used to Tom Brady throwing him the football. Um, how long do you think it'll take him to get up to speed uh, once he's you know there in, in you know he's practicing now? So so uh, yeah, what, what's your yeah, take on I, that? Yeah, I, I think that we're looking at a situation here where if you know he is playing in one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, you're looking in a situation where he could really generously be described as a number two receiver, I think. Okay. And it's not so much skill-wise, but I think when you look at Julian Edelman and you look at the relationship between Edelman and Brady, I don't know if anyone's ever going to truly replace Julian Edelman as the quote-unquote de facto number one wide receiver in this offense. But I think you're going to see situations where the Patriots – game plan from week to week, which means some weeks Antonio Brown would you know, get 10 targets. Some weeks he would get three targets. It depends on the opponent. It depends on the game plan. And frankly, it depends on his ability to pick up the offense as fast as possible. If he gets in there, if he gets acclimated, if he gets up to speed within a week or two, you're going to see a greater workload from him than you would if he struggles when it comes to picking up the offense. Chris, you said he was wearing number one today in practice. I know he's worn 84 uh, there's a rule, I guess, you can't um, change numbers in season. I know Benjamin Watson has number 84, right? Correct? On the team? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did that come up at all? Does he want that number? Will he get that number? What What, what happens there? I, I can see a financial transaction okay. taking place, you know, in, yeah. involving the number 84. Um and I know Watson is a veteran, and Watson's a very cagey veteran, so he may, you know, ask for, you know, whatever the case may be. I remember a couple of years ago, I think it was um, Kyle Arrington had number twenty-four when Darrell Riva showed up, and you know, there there was some talk of ex- Kyle Arrington had a new baby, and there was some talk of exchanging, you know, twenty-four thousand dollars worth of Pampers. So we'll <laughs> see. They have they have a tendency to get creative in the New England locker room when it comes to this kind of thing. Chris, I mean, uh, New England's the favorites to win in the AFC and, and all of football going into the season, right? Now they get Antonio Brown. They looked impressive against the Steelers at home, 33-3 to winners. Uh, I mean, are you guys spoiled up there? Are the fans spoiled up there in New England? <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, the rich get richer. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah. And, and, and Brady, I, I mean, maybe he's declined a little bit from his prime, but it, it doesn't matter. He's still a great quarterback. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is, and, and really, I know that 
Brady is going to get a lot of headlines and Edelman and, you know, Sonny Michelle, James White, Josh Gordon, and now Antonio Brown, the offense is going to get the lion's share of the headlines. And quite frankly, it should because it has, you know, the most above the marquee talent. But at the same time, this has a chance to be a really good defense. You know, right, you, right. you look at Steph Gilmore, you look at Michael Bennon, who came in to re- basically replace Trey Flowers, Dante Hightower, Jamie Collins looked very, very good in the opener, Devin McCourty, uh, just across the board, they have a lot of talent. And, and I'm not saying that it could be one of Bill Belichick's best defenses, but really kind of, they're going to be sneaky good on the defensive side of the ball. I'll say this, they've gone now, if you include the Super Bowl in the opener, they've gone back-to-back games without allowing a touchdown. Mm. Yeah. And if they do it this week against the Dolphins, and you know, chances are after what we saw from the Dolphins, <laughs> yeah. chances might be good. It'd be the first time Belichick defense has done that since 1992 when he was with the Browns. No kidding! Wow, and I was going to mention, except for the Dolphins, the Steelers have a good offense, and the Rams had a prolific offense last year. So it's mightily impressive what the Patriots are doing defensively. But you mentioned the defense. Who's calling plays defensively? Is is it Bill Belichick, his son, or? Uh, Mayo, uh, Jared Mayo, who's back there now coaching. Mayo, Mayo, oh, Mayo is getting no Mayo kidding. is getting most of the work. I'll wow. say that it, it's it's a it's a collaborative really when you know Belichick and, and Mayo, but really Mayo is getting a surprising amount of work according to the guys in the locker room. They all really like him and really respect him. And if you're looking for a young guy on that staff who has a chance to make the leap to be able to become you know the defensive coordinator, to, be, to be maybe get the title next year and then maybe kind of go on to bigger and better things after that. It's Mayo. The guys love him. They love playing for him. A lot of that is because they were te- some of those were teammates with him uh, you know, a handful of years ago when he was a player in New England, but he's definitely a guy on the rise. And honestly, I think we talked about how good this defense is. This defense has a chance to make Gerard Mayo a hothead coaching candidate yeah, sooner rather than later. I was surprised to, to read or see on NBC that he was back and he was coaching now. I, I, he's a young guy. He's like 33 years old, and he looks young, yeah. too. He looks, he looks right on the sideline. And uh, first, Is this his first year coaching? Yeah, you know, he's done some coaching before, but this is his first high-level coaching gig. Okay. I mean, he's he's been a positional coach, kind of a lower-level positional coach, but this is his first time really in the spotlight. Wow. And he's been given a really, and not to take anything away from him, but he's been given a really great group of defensive players. Like I said, you know, there's Gilmore, who is coming off an all-pro year. You know, Hightower, who's been an absolute rock in the middle. We all know what Michael Bennett can do when he's healthy. Dev McCourty is one of the great leaders that New England has seen over the last decade or so. So they have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball, and it's going to be fun to watch Mayo kind of grow as a play caller and as a coach. And again, I think if they get to where I think they can, I think you're going to hear an awful lot of talk about Gerard Mayo as a possible defensive coordinator candidate down the road or even a head coaching candidate somewhere else down the road. Chris, um, they're playing the Dolphins this week in Miami. Of course, they're heavy favorites, 19-point favorites last time I checked. It keeps it keeps going up. Um, any sense from you that this team, and, and you know the team, you've covered the team a long time, any sense they're taking the Dolphins lightly? No, no. All they have to do is flip on the tape of the Miami Miracle last year. And <laughs> yeah. I know that it's you know different names and different circumstances and you know all that. A lot has changed since last December, but there, there's a, a very serious approach this time around because, as you know, I mean, they've struggled down there in Miami yes, the yeah, last yeah. few years. No matter how good they are, you know, no matter how talented they are, no matter how much the Dolphins struggle themselves, they've put up really, you know, pretty bad numbers for them over the years down down in South Florida. Whatever the case may be, whether it's injury or whether it's you know 
kind of being surprised. So no, there is there is no talk of them taking the Dolphins lightly this time around. So it, it's going to yeah. be interesting though, because again, you know, when when you see the Patriots in Miami playing the Dolphins, it, at the very least, it's never boring. I'll put it that way. No, I, yeah, and surprisingly, out of all the teams in that division, it's it, it, uh, during uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's great uh, reign here. The Dolphins have given the um, the, the the Patriots the, the toughest problem. It's, it's I mean the Bills just they never win against Brady. So I mean I think yeah. three victories in the last twenty years, which is amazing. But uh, Chris, we only have about a minute minute and a half left. Uh, I wanted to ask you um, about this, not about the team per se, but uh, about New England Patriots and and Brian Flores uh, playing the the you know former defensive coordinator Bill Belichick. Uh, how close were those two guys? And does uh, Belichick look at, at Brian Flores as, as you know as someone like part of his coaching tree? Is he fond of Brian Flores like his other past assistants maybe? Yeah, tremendously fond yeah. of Brian Flores. I think Flores the, the thing that really stands out to me about Flores and his relationship to Belichick and his relationship with the Patriots. This is a guy who really, in a lot of ways, could command a room. Uh, and I know that's kind of an overused phrase, but he was a guy who very quickly earned the respect of the defensive players, whether, you know, regardless of the position, when he was coming up as a linebacker's coach or you know, whatever the case may be, a position coach, he was a guy who, who really worked hard during the trust or earned the admiration of those defensive players. And look, it's going to be a tough couple of years for him in Miami. Right. But I was always impressed with him. And I think that Miami made the right hire if, you know, if they want to stick with him, if they want to ride this thing out. I think eventually they'll get to where they want to be. They'll get to be competitive in the AFC East with him. All right, Chris, uh, 10, 15 seconds. Your gut feeling, Antonio Brown, how many snaps do you think he plays this weekend, if at all? Mm, 20. 20? Okay. Let's say tw- 20. Let's say 20 snaps if he plays at all this weekend, yeah. Great job, Chris. Chris Price covers the Patriots for the Boston Globe. Thank you. Sounds good. Take care. All right, there he is. Uh, great information there. I really appreciate a couple minutes with with Christopher Price. We'll be back, wrap things up here on At The Window on the Sports Grid TV Network right after this. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com proudly made in America. 
Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Full-time fantasy. Is Lamar Jackson a QB1 the rest of the way? Or do we have to scale back and say, as the Dolphins, everyone's going to do this to them? Well, everybody is going to do that to them. He absolutely looked better throwing the ball than I have given him credit for. If he continues to throw even close to what he did against Miami, then it's just going to open up more and more lanes for him and Mark Ingram to run out of that backfield. I've been saying all preseason, I think he's going to be a good quarterback one. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Do you want two risk-free wagers of up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com grid. Open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. With PointsBet, your unique wagering option, NFL week number one included $600,000 max win after a better place 30,000 PointsBet wager on Baltimore at minus six. The better also set a maximum win-loss of 20 times the bet. Thanks to the route from the Ravens, the wager resulted in the wager rather resulted in a maximum win for the better in which they took home a six hundred thousand dollar profit. At six hundred thousand, that was the largest points betting wager and largest win in the U.S. thus far. Open up your account today. That's pointsbet.com/grid. Enter promo code GRID and get two risk-free bets of up to one thousand. Today, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, NJ only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. All right, coming up right after me, it's Cam Stewart and Gabriel Morenzi for Game Time Decisions. That's 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. And I'm sure Gabe will have some news on uh, the uh, Rockets owner joining him in studio. He could thank himself and Joe Ranieri for for that great job uh, with the interview that they did. Uh, MLB best bet. I, I gave it to you before. I don't like the the money line for the Yankees Tigers, but I do like the total over ten runs. Yankees could smash. They're they're with the Twins, right? It's a it's a seesaw battle between the Twins and the Yankees for uh, who wins how many home runs as a team combined this season. Over two hundred and seventy five for both teams. Amazing. Uh, still some uh, three weeks to play in the regular season. Other games on the board. I mean, I'm I really wouldn't touch. Uh, the Dodgers, Orioles right now, heavy favorites, the Dodgers. They clinched the NL West. Seventh straight year they've done so, um, L.A. has. And playing the Orioles, minus 194 on the money line for the Dodgers tonight, plus 166, which means on the hill for the O's. So he's not the worst pitcher. A little, little, you know, he's doing well. I like the Mets, too. Steven Matz on the hill, minus 112 on the money line against Robbie Ray, good pitcher, good strikeout pitcher, and the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks are, are, are sliding. Uh, the Mets 
on a little bit of a win streak. Take the Mets on the money line, too. That'll be my second bet for tonight. That'll do it for me. That was at the window. Thanks to Christopher Price for uh, from the Boston Globe. And, of course, Jay Jaffe from Fangraphs.com for joining me. More tomorrow. Until then, I'll see you later, man.